0: Welcome to Craig's Colorado Corner, taking on the toughest issues of our times, cornering the Colorado market on political and legal conversations. Craig Silverman, former Denver prosecutor, sets the table for smart panelists. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig's Colorado Corner. My goodness, this episode 173 is special to me. I think it's going to be special to you. I know some semi-famous people, a lot of local celebrities, governors, senators, that sort of thing. But I believe Geraldo Rivera is the one person I know who is more famous than anybody else that I know, at least on a first-name basis. How did I get to know Geraldo? It goes back to jean Benet Ramsey, her murder. I got to talk about OJ a little later, but I mainly watched as Geraldo created the field of legal analysis with his cutting-edge talk every night on Rivera Live about the OJ Simpson case. It even became so prominent it was part of the Seinfeld finale. Remember that? Geraldo's been famous for many decades. He's got that kind of longevity with ABC News, local news. Before that, he's a lawyer. He's just a cool guy. His mom, Lily Friedman, his dad, Riviera from Puerto Rico. That's the only name change from Riviera to Rivera. But he's a Jewish Puerto Rican guy, Geraldo Rivera. And he's my guest on this special edition of Craig's Colorado Corner. We talk a lot about O.J. Simpson because we're talking about Donald Trump, and I think there's a similarity. The narcissism, what we are witnessing as his New York fraud trial begins, my gosh, he's unmanageable for an attorney. Every break, he comes in the hallway and he starts speaking out. That hallway is a lot like the city and county building in Denver, same architect. Remember, I was there for some case coverage. But back to Geraldo. Geraldo had me on with some frequency right after I left the DA's office. I lost Bill Ritter in November 96. Sean Benet got killed December of 96. I was asked by Geraldo to come on after I made an appearance on Nightline. And then we were off to the races. And I had dozens of appearances. And he really had good questions for me, made me think, made me feel welcome, and I was kind of a go-to guy on a big case, Jean Benet. I wanted justice for Jean Benet. And then Geraldo came out for the big meeting of the prosecutors when it was announced that the Ramseys were in the under the umbrella of suspicion. Anyway, the whole drama of Jean Benet is when I got to know Geraldo pretty darn well, and then Kobe Bryant happened, and I had a lot of commentary on that accusation of sexual assault against the LA Lakers superstar, and I was on with Geraldo quite a bit again. He had moved from CNBC to Fox News, and he was kind of my entree to Fox News, which led to some Hannity and Combs, but a lot of O'Reilly, and uh, it was just a ride along with Geraldo, who I thought was the best. I still think he's great. Now he's had a falling out at Fox and he's left the company, but he's not really one to talk shit. In fact, they gave him a party at Fox and friends in the morning. He knows how to keep relationships. I should take lessons. And for a while there, I did not really want to keep my relationship with Geraldo because he was too tight with his buddy, Donald Trump. And truth be told, Gosh, Geraldo sort of led me down the primrose path because I watched that last year of Celebrity Apprentice. He barely lost to Lisa Gibbons, but it was entertaining, and I liked Trump okay, but I knew that Geraldo liked him a lot and that Trump liked Geraldo. So, yeah, I voted for Trump in 2016, and so did Geraldo. And Geraldo kept backing his friend Donald Trump long after I got off the Trump train, which I was never on except to vote for him and jump back on the platform. Anyway, Geraldo's off the Trump train now, and he's looking for a platform for his still vibrant brain. You can hear it working hard. He's got gazillions of followers on Twitter, but he wants to monetize it, of course. He's a pro. I'm a pro. I'm the only one making money on this podcast and my producer, of course, but not Geraldo, who was good enough to be a guest. Gosh, she has got a lot of opportunities, but we talked about so many things. And uh, I just want to tell you some of my favorite Geraldo stories. Once I was in New York, I was going to a wedding, a family wedding, and I took my blazer and I put it in the cleaners to get it ready for the wedding. And then Geraldo called a guy named J.T. Colfax, I think he had tried to burn uh, the mail slot at the home of the Ramses after he had already done weird things with the morgue photos. There were a lot of weird aspects going on, but I was asked to be in studio that night in Fort Lee, New Jersey, and I said, of course, but then I realized I didn't have a jacket. So I went to every store I could find, but I was really pretty big then, 6'5", 250, maybe more than 250, but I went to Filene's basement. I got the biggest blazer they had, which was not near big enough. It would work now, but I arrived in Fort Lee, and it was embarrassing, and Geraldo said, no problem. I have a lot of extra jackets. Come see. Well, Geraldo's about, he's just not my size, but he thinks he is. That's the thing about Geraldo, and he is capable of doing amazing things, like when he married Erica Levy. Now, I read his book. It was called Exposing Myself, and it was sensational. Talked about relationships with Barbara Streisand, Chris Everett, Bad Midler, I don't know, a lot of kiss and tell. And Geraldo eventually got embarrassed, wanted to withdraw the book. And he's had so much fame, so much notoriety. Another time he came to Colorado, we went to Earls and Park Meadows, my wife, him, and I, and soon it got out that Geraldo was in the house. You could hear the buzz, Geraldo's here, Geraldo, Geraldo. And this is in, you know, Lone Tree, Colorado, Park Meadows, and they're saying one name, Geraldo. Everybody knows who it is. That's the kind of celebrity this guy has been. He knew John Lennon. He's been famous for so long and he stood the test of time. His association with Donald Trump is a bothersome ending, but he's called it quits. And thank God, this is our first conversation since that happened. And I've kind of gotten on him on Twitter because he keeps backing his friend Donald Trump, who is indefensible. Listen to what General Kelly His former chief of staff has confirmed all the crap he talked about military members, just not a good person. Listen to what he said today about Judge Arthur Engeron at his fraud trial, blaming him, calling Letitia James a racist, calling out Jack Smith again. Donald Trump is in most jeopardy from Judge Chutkin, who's going to sign a gag order and then she's going to wait until he really messes up. And he will, because he's in a cycle. He's got a rage going, narcissistic rage. A lot of people said, why did he show up today? One reason was to avoid a deposition in a lawsuit he filed against Michael Cohen. And Michael Cohen said a depot. And now he said, I couldn't be there possibly because I have to be at this civil fraud trial in New York. But that's another podcast. I have Geraldo Rivera. What a great guy. And when I referenced the wedding, let me just talk about that for a second. It was during the Kobe Bryant coverage, and maybe it was after that Earl's visit. Whatever, we were honored, Trish and I to be invited to his wedding to Erica Levy. And by his book, I knew that Geraldo had had many prior marriages, sort of like his late-night rival, Larry King, the late Larry King. And Geraldo was on number five or number six, and you could see why, given what he wrote about exposing myself. That was the name of the book. Anyway, when we met Erica Levy, we knew this was the winner. And we kind of knew family members, and I got to know her dad, who was a lawyer and about my age and younger than Geraldo. That was a little awkward. Erica was a producer, I think at CNBC, yes. Maybe ABC, whatever. Eric had a good career, but she wanted to have a family, and she wanted it with Geraldo. And 20 years later, they've done it. They've had Baby Soul, and we've had Ben and Sam, and we've just known each other for a while. And I asked Trish about the wedding and what she remembers. And at the reception, which I think was at the Four Seasons after the wedding at Central Synagogue, she ended it. Oh, the big dance to Lady Marmalade. She remembered that bit. Talking to Cheech Marin, who is there, Cheech Marin of Cheech and Chong fame. He is a good friend of Geraldo. Big part of that book. Exposing myself. If you can find it somewhere. Anyway, it's not that bad, Geraldo. He's my buddy because he's so honest. And you know, at that wedding, I saw him interact with his kids by prior marriages. And I never, well, I wouldn't say, I just have rarely ever seen anything that beautiful. The time and the care and the love he showed each of his children on his special day. He's not a selfish guy. He's a giving guy. I could see that with his brother, Craig, and with his mother. I mean, it's just a a good Jewish family on that side. And he loves his Puerto Rican roots. And he Geraldo is the furthest thing from a racist. He understands. He he fought against white Christian nationalism. Remember when he got his nose broken? Anyway, part of the problem I have with MAGA is the white Christian nationalism. But Geraldo isn't possibly part of that. But he was friends with Donald Trump, who called him every Friday, as you'll hear, or a lot of Fridays. And holy cow, that's a lot of pressure. When your friend is messing up, but he was president, he's charming. Geraldo can speak for himself if I'll shut up, and I will. This is my panel show, Craig's Colorado Corner. It's designed to entertain you on your commute during weekdays. Early weekdays can be tedious, but not if you listen to my podcast. Listen to Geraldo Rivera. Appreciate what he did. On my show notes, I'm going to post a great story about when I had a friend, Rich Harris, originally it's Harris. They had adopted kids in Haiti. Then the earthquake hit. They didn't know what happened to Davidson and Guimara. And then the Rivera brothers found them. And they started their Saturday night show, Geraldo at Large, with an opening scene of Craig with Davidson and Guimara Harris in his arms. And there was Geraldo talking about it and working with his brother. What a guy, Geraldo Rivera. I wrote about it for Huffington Post back in the day. It's in the show notes. Without further ado, after a few messages from our wonderful sponsors, I bring to you my panel discussion with the one and only It's good enough to be two or three people in one. Geraldo Rivera. Or, dare I say, just Geraldo. Enjoy. Craig's Colorado Corner is made possible by the sponsorship of Michael Bailey Law Offices. Michael Bailey is my lawyer, he's the best estate planning lawyer. He can come to you, or you can go to one of his several Metro Denver offices. The number to call, 720-797-8988, 720-797-8988. He will get the job done. He also wants to support a show like this. Thank you, Michael Bailey. If you want to be a sponsor, let me know. I'm easy to find. I'm Craig at craigscoloradolaw.com. Craig at CraigsColoradoLaw.com. Hello? Geraldo, it's Craig. Hey, buddy. How are you, man? I'm good, sitting in my backyard with my dog. I'm sitting in my home studio with my two dogs. Ah, nice, nice. We haven't touched base in so long. I'm looking at the events in New York City with Donald Trump on trial. And one thing we know, he made money on the show, The Apprentice. I know because I watched the last season when my buddy Geraldo was on. I think he should have won, but I got to know Donald Trump then. But I knew Geraldo from way back when, Jean Benet days, and somehow I got invited to your wedding to Erica and honestly, for Trish and me. It was one of the coolest experiences of our life, Central Synagogue, New York City, and we knew that marriage was made in heaven, and it it was. You guys are quite a team.
1: 20 years and counting. Uh, You know, we put all the naysayers, they gave me, uh, they predicted 20 days or 20 weeks, but it's uh, 20 years, and uh, looks like uh, I'm playing this hand to the end there, Craig.
0: Yeah, you finally met a nice Jewish girl. What a day that finally,
1: was! Yeah. how about that? How about that? And now I'm in uh, i in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, living uh, just a few doors down from my mother-in-law, which is why we came. Uh, she's a, a bit under the weather, so she loves having her her big girl here to see her on a daily basis and see her granddaughter. So we're uh, we're happy.
0: It was Eric Kalivi, and I remember her father was such a great guy, and he passed away way too soon. But you married into a stellar family, am I right?
1: You absolutely did. He was a great lawyer, uh, Howard Levy was a like a a lot of the seminal cases in labor law. Uh, he had a role in either as a legal advisor or of counsel. Really, a brilliant guy with a great reputation. They still miss him, even though. He's been gone, it's incredible, 15, 16 years, Craig.
0: My goodness, I think about you and a lot of big things, not just Sean Benet, but when Columbine happened, your brother Craig flew out here and I showed him around. And then that time that you and your brother Craig rescued some kids in an orphanage in Haiti that had a Colorado connection. Yeah, I wrote about it for the Huffington Post. You are a great guy and your career is just phenomenal, And uh, I hope it's not over, but my goodness, everybody's been reading about your departure from Fox News. Can we just go back a little bit to your time at CNBC and the days of Rivera Live? That's when you would have me on. It was after OJ. And I've been thinking a lot about OJ because as big as OJ was, and it was huge, I think these Trump trials could be bigger and I think a lot of people would like to see Geraldo Rivera commenting on these things. Well,
1: you know, I, I have to have a, a platform other than my Twitter account. And, uh, you know, I, I've been guest appearing on uh, CNN and Newsmax and uh, NewsNation. Uh, maybe one of those will it'll come through with a, a, a permanent position. Maybe not. It doesn't matter if I work again uh uh, in that old space. But in terms of Trump and his trials and tribulations, I, I had a, re- a, a eureka moment uh, just uh, like 15 minutes ago. I was thinking that uh, Trump's facing a lose-lose right now. If he is correct in terms of the uh, the value of his real estate, the inflated value of his real estate, then as you know, as the superb lawyer you are, uh, generally speaking, that means if your property is worth more, you pay more in real estate taxes. So what Trump is arguing is either he uh, he loses and he pays the fine or he wins and he pays more in real estate tax. So he really is facing a lose, lose, And I really think that, uh, you know, if uh, the attorney general of the state of New York is going to go after every, uh, you know, every real estate owner and see whether their valuations are. Are too high or too low. I, I really, I it has the stink to me, Craig. This one does, at least, of uh, persecution rather than prosecution.
0: But it's sort of like it's hard for me to be objective about Geraldo Rivera because you've been so nice to me. In fact. Dan Abrams should give you a job over there at News because <laughs> I sat with him at your wedding. And yeah. where, <laughs> the reception was at the Four Seasons, and Dr. Biden was at the table. I remember it. It was really something, and uh, again, a memorable time, but... Your objectivity might not be there about Donald Trump because you undeniably were friendly with him and he has to be the most charming guy in the world. But holy cow, from a distance, Geraldo, I've never seen anybody who appears so crooked. you know. And I called him out on the radio and I got summarily dismissed. Maybe you read about it. And it was nothing personal, but I was a prosecutor for 16 years. That's why you had me on your show, because I had a good truth detector, I think. And boy, just Donald Trump, your buddy, can't you see that it's kind of a house of cards? Well, you know, I,
1: I think when, when I look at it, I, I made my judgment about Donald Trump based on uh, the events post-election. I haven't spoken to him since uh, the 10th of November of 2020, when I realized that he was living in a delusional world about the election. Uh, and then uh, he just got more and more malignantly uh, uh, involved in that from that date through December when he blew Georgia for the Republican Party. And then, of course, uh, January 6th. On January 7th, I called for his impeachment. And uh, I, I I think that he has disqualified himself based on, uh, on the, what happened following the election. You don't even have to go through this long litany, the laundry list of uh, his... Uh, his purported crimes or uh, or civil uh, liabilities. So I, uh, you know, uh, Trump and I are, you know, are permanently estranged. I, uh, I, I'm sorry for him, his family that uh, they're going through all this, but, uh, you know, you make your bed. You got to, you know, you got to be responsible for your actions and his responsibility is coming now. Now, I, I think an argument can be made That a lot of these these cases against Trump, for example, the documents, uh, you know, uh, isn't that more for the uh, the uh, the library of Congress to argue? Isn't it like a late uh, library book? I mean, I just can't see how this becomes a multiple felony with a midnight raid on a former president's residence. Now, I know the arguments on the other side and no one's against the uh, above the law and so forth. But that, and uh, you add that to the Stormy Daniels, uh, you know, multiple indictments in New York uh, for, uh, you, you know, t- t- taxes and, and paying for sexual services and whatever. I mean, it's all, it's bull. it's really, that's a bunch of crap to me. I, I, I care about January 6th. I care about Trump never being elected again because he's forfeited the right to be president of the United States through his, his criminal conduct. But. I think that we have to draw the line between prosecution and persecution, Craig.
0: Now, did you know O.J. Simpson before he got in trouble?
1: Uh, Not really. I never really did. I mean, casual passing high, high, but never, uh, I never got, never knew him. It wouldn't have mattered. Uh, you know, it was pretty clear but from the sometimes
0: evidence. sometimes it kind of does. I mean, I, I just, you're showing... There's a big difference between O.J. Simpson
1: and Donald right,
0: Trump. right? But I, I know, but what happened on January 6th was so horrible that you immediately called for his impeachment. And I agree with you. All this other stuff pales in comparison. But once you have a guy who committed a double murder, like I think O.J. did, like I told him when I got him on my radio show... That was a cool episode. Anyway, and he said, well, I I told him I thought I could have proved it. And he said, well, we'll never know that, Silverman, because you weren't the prosecutor. And we had that kind of an exchange. But my point is, once I concluded OJ killed those two people, I don't really feel sorry for him over that later armed robbery stuff. I don't feel sorry for Trump over all his fraud coming due. And so maybe that's just because you... You liked him. He was nice to you. and
1: uh, True. Well, I agree. I, I cop to that. I plead guilty to that. Uh, you know, we had a, a friendship that spanned 40 plus years. I interviewed him probably 30 times. We, uh, you know, spend time together socially. Uh, and, and he really, in Celebrity Apprentice, he treated me uh, very graciously. Uh you know and I know that's a little thing to a lot of people but it's it's I'm a loyal person I'm loyal to you. Uh you know uh I I wanted to be on your podcast because you and I go way back and uh you know you don't have to you know sell uh, yourself to me. I I already bought I already bought into the Craig Silverman uh, uh menu there. Thank uh, you. and yeah and and with Trump I I look now and with uh, with regret I think his presidency was, uh, you know, the Russia Russia was a, a bogus. The first time was bogus. Uh, uh, the, the the Ukrainian uh, uh, indictment or impeachment was also, I, I think, uh, very sketchy. Would not have happened uh, in the old days. Impeachment was like an atomic war. It happened, you know, uh, once every hundred years, and then now it's happening for every president. It's uh, it's, it's preposterous. I knew it was going to happen politics getting into the gutter where the constitution is getting stomped on uh but with trump it's how could you not have that he didn't murder anybody unlike simpson the butcher uh what trump did uh when you when you look at it he lived a very boisterous life of a of a of a three-ring circus uh uh you know uh ringmaster uh, he he boasted and and puffed himself up for many years uh but I, when I met him, he had barely gotten into Manhattan from Queens, and he had just taken over a, a rehab job of a of a junkie whore uh, uh, rat hole called the Commodore Hotel. And by the time he was finished, it was a Hyatt, and uh, it was a big success, and it helped save 42nd Street. Uh, you know, he did a lot of other things, the woman skating rink and so forth. So I'm not going to completely divorce the fact that I I liked the guy and, this, and i'll never hang with him again that's for sure and uh you know i i, I just feel badly now that uh, you know uh, now you have county prosecutors i, I hate that democrats are prosecuting republicans and republicans are press democrats and just so the world now is such a more base place american politics really i tell you one thing speaker mccarthy finally did something stood up and faced down Matt Gates in the in the Congress of the United States and averted a shutdown. Uh, and and, and
0: Donald Trump. I mean, maybe he's not my Kevin anymore to Donald Trump. He did show a little backbone. And yeah, you know, you talked about the butcher OJ, but Ashley Babbitt really died because of Trump, right? And uh, What's Ashley Babbitt on January sixth.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was awful. Tragic, it's, right?
0: Other people got stomped on, and 140 cops. And, it was and, terrible, and, right? Was you terrible. and I react, and I'm sure the same. Holy cow! Our instincts are for law enforcement, and it's it's kind of unbelievable how many people who follow Donald Trump unconditionally don't care about that. But you said something. No, but I, yeah. that, wait, hold on. Yeah, that, yeah that's, on that on that point, it is to me
1: the the most depressing phenomenon in my adult life politically speaking to watch how many republicans i'm a republican how many republicans are in and many independents are in abject denial about the the election results and trump's culpability in the anarchy and chaos that followed how so many decent people have brainwashed themselves to believe that Trump was gypped somehow in November 2020. And they, they, they're going forward and they completely have amnesia, selective amnesia about January 6th, and all of the disruption and division, and they're going to vote for Trump anyway. It is, to me, unbelievable and, uh, and very, very
0: depressing. I like that, Adam Kinzinger. I also admire what Liz Cheney has done, but Adam Kinzinger, he's gone on uh, CNN and said, you know, he doesn't necessarily blame the people in the hinterlands. He blames uh, the people who are telling them what to think on right-wing talk radio. And I call out my former colleagues all the time, but you are in the belly of the biggest beast, Fox News, and you know they're getting that from a lot of the commentators, and Thank you for standing up to Tucker Carlson, by the way, but I'll let you go on Fox. But uh, around the curve, I just want to say that you had an important conversation with Donald Trump, as I recall, in your description to Mediate. You said that Trump told you, uh, yeah, you told him you tried hard, maybe you win him four years. And then he said to you, hey, Geraldo, have you heard about Dominion? And of course, we've heard about Dominion in Denver because it was headquartered here and they harassed a guy out of town. But shoot, I put a compound question ahead of you. I'm so excited to talk to you. Talk about Fox. Talk about Dominion. Talk about whatever you want, Geraldo. You know it so much. Well,
1: I just, on, on Dominion specifically, uh, the president and I, he was still president then, uh, had our... Uh, you know, he he called my house. Ask Erica, every other Friday, every third Friday, he'd call uh, here at the house. Uh, and he called me that Friday, a week after the election. Uh, the election was the third, so it was that was Tuesday next day, the tenth, so it was the thirteenth of November. Uh, he, he called and we had the conversation that you described and at the end of the conversation where he, it to me sounded as if he was resigned to accepting defeat. If indeed uh, the results, the apparent results of the election held up. Uh, but then at the very end, he, he said, as you report, uh, you know, do, do you have you heard about Dominion? Uh, will you check out? I said, no. He said, check it out. And let's talk Monday. This was Friday. Uh, Friday the 13th. So uh, I called the White House on the following Monday. Uh, the president never picked up the phone. Uh, he And he always did previously or always would call me right back. He never called me back. Uh, I had in the interim uh, asked about Dominion, done some cursory research uh, with Google. And I called a couple of people. And, it, it, I, you know, everyone said it was B.S., And so that was the message I was bringing to the president. He never took the call. I would have told him that it was BS. And it it just became apparent as the time told that, uh, you know, this was just a big, big bunch of uh, baloney. And, uh, you know, the fact that uh, my former employer, Fox, got involved uh, with that and how they ran with it uh, opportunistically, uh, it's a great tragedy. Uh, they've said, I'm sorry, seven hundred and eighty-seven million different ways, you know, so uh now I I expect fully that uh it uh the message has sunk in and they're not gonna uh they, they they're not gonna alter their feelings to suit their audience. They're gonna be true to themselves, I, I hope. I certainly am.
0: But think about that baloney, because it was processed, baloney, that Dominion lie. And it wasn't like Trump was just saying, hey, I heard about this from somebody. They had that in the works, Geraldo. When you study it like I have, there was a guy in Colorado who was there at the Willard Hotel named Joe Altman. He was a wannabe broadcaster. I think he wanted to kind of recreate Kaplan and Silverman. He called it Conservative Daily, and he had a partner, Max McGuire, and he broke the news Hey, guess what? I infiltrated an Antifa call well before the election. There was a guy named Eric. He said that no way would Trump win. And then I figured out that Eric was Eric Coomer, the head guy at the Dominion Voting Systems. Look at his Facebook page, it's full of anti Trump rhetoric and stuff. And so they had already determined that Dominion was going to be a scapegoat because they needed. A, a player in a lot of swing states. Do you see what I mean? so yeah, it's, yeah it's, I'm, it's, I'm sure. And so it's the way I can be. There was a guy named Quentin Wortham, the Capitol Hill rapist. We had a little circumstantial evidence here, there, everywhere. But he put forth an alibi that was just bullshit, and I started my case with that. Oh, you're going to tell us he was at this birthday party on this date this girl was raped? And then I blew it apart. And that's what I'm saying about Dominion. You got the key evidence. Trump was trying to plan it with you. He had it all lined up through Joe Altman, through uh, the hacking in Coffee County, Georgia, Antrim County, Michigan, Mesa County, Colorado, Tina Peters. We've got a lot of Colorado connections to the big lie, but- Haven't you been offended by this big lie, Geraldo? And you and I are both Jewish. I don't like to use Holocaust rhetoric, but I do here because from the outset, I thought that it was all bullshit and it could destroy our democracy. What about you?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, when he he mentioned it, as I said, I had zero knowledge and my message to him was going to be that it was uh, that it was B.S., uh, on Monday, uh, how he then grew this thing into the, uh, to the absolute certainty that it became in the minds of, uh, uh, people, you know, people, who s- smart, honest people, many of them, uh, you know, I, it, it was a big lie and, it, and just the very expression big lie became, uh, you know, a, a shorthand. For progressive media, uh, I mean the uh, you know the 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 excuse for the big lie was that it was all the right. media's fault. Uh, and I, I you know I have other than the fact that I am avowed to doing everything I can uh, in in the waning days of my career to ensuring that he's never president again. I have very little interest in him. Uh, i i i look at him as a tragic figure now and i i i think that there's going to be a rude awakening awakening in the in the trump click they're going to say oh my god uh you know all of this all of this noise points to a flaw in character in the man who was president right uh, I, I but i i want to be- before i leave you i want to really stress the fact that uh on the other hand his presidency was underrated. Uh, the, the left-wing media went after him from before he took office. Uh, they had impeachment in mind for him uh, immediately. Russia was a totally bogus uh, investigation that preoccupied uh, progressive media for over two years uh, and left the last thing. I mean, I, it would have made me crazy. Uh and uh, you know it's it, can the can battering I, can you took I it, just
0: push back like I would have on Rivera Live? God, that was go a ahead. great show back in the day. But yeah, Russia it was, a show. was involved. Pergozian had that internet research group. It was written about by David Sanger in the New York Times. And obviously Russia tried to interfere. Now, could it be tied directly to Trump? I don't know. But you knew Michael Cohen. And he said he lied because they really were going to build the biggest skyscraper in all of Europe. It was going to be Trump-Moscow. And and your your buddy Trump ran like, who's Putin? I don't know him. And then Putin this. And holy cow, you know I love it whenever anybody realizes it, and I really didn't come over until after Charlottesville. So whenever I'm not judging, but Helsinki, my God, Geraldo, you watched Helsinki. That's
1: uh, all, Craig. Craig. I know. Craig.
0: I know. But but right now, don't you? Where think- did
1: Mueller's report go? I mean, uh, if it wasn't for Bill Barr uh, saving the Trump from going crazy, we would have. Uh, we could have really been in trouble as a nation. Uh, the, he was provoked. He was. Uh, I, I, I the, the golden shower and all that stuff. Uh, come on.
0: All right, just tell it's me just about not, It's not. It's
1: not. Fa- it's pa- not fair.
0: But you're It's not, uh, fair. It's not you, fair to anybody, even Trump. You are the uh, foreign correspondent of all times. This <laughs> war, Russia and Ukraine. I mean, that's why you left CNBC. One, they didn't value the property Rivera life. By the way, speaking of smarts, by far you had the smartest show. During Bonnet, I'd appear with a lot of different hosts, but you had the best guests. And again, I want to pitch you on the idea of at least participating. All you did was what these YouTube sensations do. You got together the smartest lawyers you could, and you had a back and forth and a good exchange. What do you think about the landscape uh, covering legal developments now and you surely have to fit into it, Geraldo. You're always welcome here.
1: Oh, I appreciate that, Craig. I'm, uh, I'm thinking of doing a show to rip off The Five, which is my late, very, very successful show on Fox. I want to do four by four. I want to do uh, uh, The Five, but with four people an hour earlier Eastern time at four o'clock. Uh, <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, my dream. I but like it. Erica says, Erica says to me, why do you want to work that hard? So I, I, I don't know. I'm in the backyard with my dog now. And I, Trish is your wife, right? Yes. Trish?
0: yes yeah, right.
1: Trish. Give her our love.
0: I will. I will. Listen, you give Erica our I love. Will. I'm so glad that we had this chance to talk, Geraldo. And, Me too, you know, buddy. normally I have a panel show, but with you, you're more than enough for a special edition. And uh, thanks for everything. Give our love to baby soul and wish her okay. luck in college. All right. Thanks, Take buddy. care, Geraldo. Bye now.
1: Okay, Craig. Take it easy, buddy.
0: He's the best lawyer I know because he's my lawyer. He's Michael Bailey. I think you pioneered this mobile estate planning and lots of lawyers are doing it now. And boy, are your clients happy, and satisfied. It's convenient for the client. It certainly
1: is fun to be able to go and visit people where they are whether it's at your house or at one of the offices, just to make it more convenient for you. And then it's more fun for me because I get to go out and about and meet people all over the place and help them out.
0: What's the website, Michael?
1: It is mobileestateplanning.com.
0: What's the best phone number to call? 720-394-6887 is my direct line. Michael Bailey, that's our lawyer. Trish loves him, I do too. Thanks, Michael.
1: You're welcome,
0: Craig. It wasn't that a lot of fun, by the way, when I went to Geraldo's wardrobe and I almost tried on a jacket or two, but that was a joke. I suffered with that violence basement one running up to about my elbow, sort of like Coach Sean Payton after he cut off his sleeves to start that fourth quarter against Chicago. Maybe the Broncos will turn it around. I'm glad Geraldo has turned it around. He's not going to ever support Donald Trump for president anymore. Any good person should feel that way. We covered the Trump trials and tribulations on Craig's Colorado Corner. Normally it's a two-person panel, maybe three, but I think you'll agree Geraldo, he can fill a panel all by himself. What a career he's had, and I appreciate him coming on very much. I hope you enjoyed my show. Just subscribe. You'll get it every weekday morning as we produce these Craig's Colorado Corners, and then every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., The Craig Silverman Show. Please tell a friend I'd like five stars on Apple. Most podcasters would. Thank you. That's the show. We hope you liked it. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Leave a five-star review. Thanks for listening.